Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, good to see you today. It's great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very good, and we have an interesting program, especially to us, and I hope to our viewers that it'll be interesting because lots of things are going on. You know, there's there's an invasion going on, but you're not allowed to, allowed to talk about it. But it's uh, 100, 2,000, 1,000, millions of people just marching in, and they get welcomed by our government. They don't even have to carry a gun. They just walk in and say, I want to come in. Oh, okay, uh, we have a lot of money. We'll take care of you. And we have a few people uh, competing with you for welfare benefits and places to stay and the food you need. But we're going to move you up in front of the line and take care of you. So come on in. Unless you bump into some rule or regulation that was intended not to allow that type of an invasion. And uh, today is a historic day. Uh, you know, what's really going to happen? I often wondered, how could it be increased? Were they obeying the law anyway? <laughs> now they've canceled the law and they said, well, now the government has, uh, you know, ability to slow it up and at least investigate some of these people. But uh, I heard a statement from the uh, administration. It sounded like, Yes, we need to we need to clean up our act, and uh, and I get to thinking. I think uh, what they're saying a little too little, too late, and they're not going to change. Matter of fact, I don't think uh, I don't think it's going to be very easy to change this attitude. I ha I don't have a hard time figuring this out because I look at you know a country that has border protections and at least to honor the protection is uh, is something that uh, is sort of like our right of the Second Amendment to protect our house. I mean, you, you, you know, we don't have to let somebody in. It may come to that. They can walk into our house, but they've invaded the streets and the stores and, and, and what's going on all across the country. So there, it's a big problem, but we have that, and the Ukraine war is still going on, and now Twitter, uh, we're watching what's happening with, uh, you know, with, with uh, Twitter, Twitter and uh, Musk. But uh, still, the markets are bouncing all around, again, for various reasons, but uh, also because it usually happens, the um, cost, the number of dollars per ounce of gold, I hate to say price of gold, but it's the value of the dollar, it, it is very volatile when there's no issue of account. We don't have a... We don't have a dollar definition, and this chaos is, should be expected. And this happened before, and I've mentioned this before, and sometimes that confuses people on investments. It certainly confuses me enough that I don't like to speculate and think I can get in and out in a day or two or an hour or two. And uh, I think people that do that serve a function uh, to try to smooth out the market. But uh, it's, it's also, for me, I don't, I've not done that over the years, and I think that's why you need as much information as you can get to try to understand uh, how you save against inflation of the money supply and the prices that accumulate because of this. And one way you can do this, and we've mentioned it very often on this program, is uh, go to Birch Gold because Birch Gold is a company that specializes in taking paper assets from other companies and transferring them into owning gold in your, your other account because it's a little bit complicated. I did that a long time ago, and, and it, was, it was complicated, but they can help you out, and, and that's why I participate and be in partnership with them.
them in telling you that if you want to get more information on what uh, Birch is talking about, you can get some information. It's free. You, you uh, text Ron 989898. That shouldn't be too difficult to remember. I even remember that for the program. Mm -hmm. Ron, 989898 to get more information from Birch Gold in order to increase uh, the availability of information for you to make a decision if you decide that gold is a good protection. I believe that especially came to light to me on August 15, 1971, when we declared our bankruptcy and we declined to pay out our gold to the people who held paper money. That was a big day. A lot of people know about it, but a lot of people don't know and don't realize that, is, that was the real start of the uh, inflationary cycles that we have been dealing with. Anyway, once again, Ron989898 to get information from Birch Gold. And Chris, today uh, I wanted to spend some time on an event that just occurred, you know, a day ago, and that was uh, a major employee of, of uh, NBC Universal uh, is uh, is coming over. And they said in six weeks, but all of a sudden today it was announced she's leaving. She's well, she's uh, well well known, and uh, she's uh, an expert in marketing. And uh, she's been with NBC for a long time. But uh, Chris, you and I have looked at this, and, and we've agreed on one thing. It's a little controversial. You know, what's going on here? Because uh, how many people have been welcomed into the Musk fold because we see good things? Uh, you know, uh, Twitter was a terrible company, and they were very bold uh, in just punishing people who wanted to express their opinion. And Musk was very, very bold also in saying, I am going to protect the First Amendment. But unfortunately, Chris, uh, I know you've looked at this. The individual that he wants to hire as a CEO uh, is a woman who, when you look at her background and look at what she has supported in the, in, in the past, you have to say that questions should be asked. So I am not blindly accepting the idea that, great, Musk is on his way. He is going to protect our First Amendment, but this is early on. We've only watched this for one day. Who knows what the strategy is, but there will be a strategy that will eventually become very clear to all of us. Chris. Yes, Dr. Paul. Uh, Elon Musk has definitely caused uh, a bunch of tweet storms this, this morning. Uh, now, to be fair, he has better, the best insight into this he has the best information. He's the one d dealing with. Her name is Linda Yaccarino. We have, you know, all the public information. There's plenty of public information about her, so we have to go by that. You know, we're, we're not in conversations with her. So to be fair, we'll say that. But looking at all the public stuff, it's bad. <laughs> you know, right off the bat, chair of World Economic Forum's Task Force on the Future of Work, I mean, that's as bad as it gets, World Economic Forum. Even Elon Musk has tweeted that the WEF is increasingly becoming an unelected world government that people never asked for and don't want. So even Elon Musk knows about the WEF. She comes from NBC Universal, mainstream media, so she comes with all the stuff that comes with the mainstream media, all this social justice stuff, all the leftism. She pushed ad campaigns for the Vax with the Pope you know, using the Pope as, you know, for advertising the vaccine. And, you know, personnel is policy. That's the way it is. 
and we just went through the uh, Trump administration, which was one of the most ironic things. Here is a TV star of a show called The Apprentice, where he was hiring and firing people. And as president, he hired the worst people imaginable to be in his administration, people that worked actively against him. The president would go on TV and say something. I remember specifically a video. He's bringing the troops home from Syria. You know, a wonderful video. And then someone comes out, oh, no, no, we're not doing that. He, he didn't mean that. So who you hire is, it's, it's everything. So Elon Musk, this is a very big contradiction to what he has done up to this point, And it makes you wonder what's going on. Yes, and one of the committees that uh, she had been chairing, uh, they didn't talk specifically a, a whole lot about foreign policy, but she let it be known that her position was that we need to do more international monitoring. Quite frankly, I look at this as, as a, a deception uh, of what corporatism is that uh, can go in a wrong direction. That seems to be what's happening. So he, uh, uh, she, you know, had some points there, and she definitely came down on the side of supporting the international move to crack down on those people who didn't believe in natural immunity. So she was on the wrong side, you know, of, uh, of, the, of the COVID uh, arguments and the medical treatment that should have been allowed. But she also said internationally that that she, she talked about uh, uh, the Ukraine, and it was assumed, of course, 100% of the problem came from Russia. Uh, and they didn't talk about uh, you know who who participated in the coup what was the uh, importance of nato so her foreign policy was not much uh, uh, to deal you know to be uh, positive about but you say well that's not what she's there for she's she's there to build up customers and bring them back to uh, twitter since uh, it's gone down uh, since musk has had it but uh, i think I think being alert is very, very important. And Chris made it so clear that the people you hire makes a big difference. And although we have spoken many, many times when, when it's possible and convenient to speak positively of Trump, but one of the things that we generally on this program have challenged are some of his appointments. So, and, and he, he, uh, he, uh, he at least was on friendly relationship uh, w with her, and uh, uh, not in a serious way. But uh, I think this is a, this is something that we should know more and more about. And I'm I'm sort of fascinated with. Well, a couple of days ago, well, in six weeks we're going to have this trade changeover. What happened the last couple of days? Why did why did we have to speed this up with all these other problems going on? And maybe it's because other problems are going on. But the big picture for me is the uh, coming together of economic policy and business, especially big business, getting in bed with the government. And I think that's what this is. There is no way that, uh, that, that the World Economic Forum can separate themselves from manipulation and working with the government. The fancy words will not cancel out the association that they've been having with big government, but also their plans about big government and what their ideas of fairness uh, uh, really are. Because to me, it makes no sense. It's a long way. They talk in terms of free markets and freedom, but, but there, there's no, no chance of that. That's why I think it's very important important that uh, somebody asks more questions. But then again, well, we're thinking about asking questions, how many journalists 
that really want to ask the hard questions can ask her the hard questions about what's going on. That's not going to happen. So it'll be, have to be, you have to, this is now a radical statement. I think you have to uh, assume that uh, there, there, there is a, uh, you know, ra radicalism involved. There's a conspiracy. And you go, oh, conspiracy. But I have a different definition of conspiracy. When you conspire, I think, I think Chris and I do a little of that. We talk about it, and we do this, and we say, well, it's well, the same way with Daniel. You know, conspiring is a, can be a very positive, just planning and understanding and discussing things. But this idea that they can write you off, this is right-wing conspiracy talk. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful, which means they cancel out the First Amendment by using those terms. They did that with uh, terrorism. You know, almost anything they want to uh, to want to cancel somebody on even in COVID, there are, this is like terrorism if you don't take the position of the government so words mean a whole lot i hope we contribute something very positive to the understanding of that issue chris yeah dr paul and you mentioned trump and i mentioned him earlier and you know he's just a very good example of a presidency maybe if he's president again he won't make these mistakes but he did hire john bolton <laughs> i mean and everybody knows about john bolton he's still out there provoking he was in taiwan so and this excuse oh no you got to keep your enemies close go have coffee with your enemies you don't put them in power you know if elon musk wants to keep uh the wef close go have coffee with linda uh you know uh, I, I don't know how to say her last name but have coffee with her you know uh so but one thing that did cross my mind is let's say everything is fine for a while no she doesn't rock the boat at first uh, you know, uh, more big names, Tucker Carlson went to Twitter, other ones, they think it's safe to go to Twitter, and everything's fine for a while. And they say, ah, oh, see, you're all worried about nothing. Okay, well, what if something significant happens, like a major war, or election shenanigans? What happens then? Do, do, do things start to change at Twitter? Will people start being censored again? You know, you need someone and you have to assure the public, especially people and people are paying money for Twitter now. You have to assure them that you're going to hire somebody that will not bend, whether there's a war, whether there's election, uh, you know, stuff going on again. And how can you how can you when you look at, uh, you know, what she, she has done so far, think that she will not bend? You know, I hate to put him on the spot, but if Ron Paul was CEO, you could be comfortable. He's not going to bend on the First Amendment. Uh, and if the truth needs to get out somewhere on Twitter, he would, you know, you'd be comfortable. How can you be comfortable? I don't understand what Elon Musk is doing. You know, I think the big issue here is, is so often is uh, it's the issue of the First Amendment. Of course, all the amendments are good. Uh, certainly the second is and the fourth and they're all good. But, but if you lose the First Amendment, you really lose your right of free expression. The one thing I've noticed over the years when there's political opposition, especially now with the harsh rhetoric that goes on between the two parties, is that the opposition to those of us who might be promoting in a sincere manner uh, the free market and private property and non-interventionist foreign policy, real civil liberties. The opposition, if they think you're gaining ground, they will use our language. Their arguments will be, uh, you know, freedom. Uh, you know, uh, that, is, that is what uh, uh, they, they have done for years. They, they just try to deceive. But the real issue 
is the issue of freedom of, uh, of, of speech. And, and, and Chris just mentioned the fact, what's it going to be like in a five years from now or two years from now? Because once you invite them in there and people are supporting it, then it's hard to back out and say, well, no, I, I, have, to, I have to disagree with that. But they, they use the terminology that uh, people want to hear. And when they hear it, they say, oh, you know, you know those. Those progressive Democrats, we've heard a lot of bad things about them, but they're not so bad. But just listen to them now in the campaign. They're, they're, they're not quite so bad. They try that. What we're hoping for is that the people are awake enough now that at least the rhetoric of COVID no longer sells very much. And it's being sold with more difficulty when it comes to Ukraine and the need to send more money to Ukraine and look for, on for another fight and sending our navies in there to pester China and all these things that make, makes no sense at all. But it's all for national security interests to protect our liberties, protect our constitution. And, uh, and people want to hear that, but the big thing is, is sorting it out. And it's not always that easy. And this one has just put some red flags up, this incidence of, of, uh, of what uh, Musk is doing in, in, in his hiring practices. So let's that's, that's, that's hope we're able to keep tabs of this and keep reporting on what's going on and what it means. But right now, there's a lot of unknowns. Chris. Very good, Dr. Paul. I'll finish up with my final statement. Uh, one thing, uh, those of us who, those who watch us and listen to us regularly, that you'll find on the Ron Paul Liberty Report is consistency. Whether it be war and interventionism, it, you're going to get a consistent point of view on that. Sound money in the Fed, same thing. Voluntarism, you know, and if, if you've listened to Dr. Paul since the 1970s or even go back, they're all on YouTube. 80s, 90s, you'll see it's the same message. It's not tailored to any generation, any decade. It's the same message of liberty, private property, because principles do not change. Economic laws don't change. The truth does not change, even though we live in a society that is has waged complete and total war on anything that is true, whether it be two plus two equals can sometimes equal five, depending on the situation or the gender stuff, you know, they want to mix everything up to, and what that does is it creates a population that if you don't know the truth, boy, are you easy prey for people that are looking for power. They'll control you so fast and so easily because you have no anchors to anything. And you'll just follow the propaganda or whatever the group says. And that's, you know, that's, and where this uh, individual comes from, NBC, that this is all groupthink. Everyone is supposed to say and think the same exact thing. So Elon Musk, you know, he should look for consistency. He has been so good on free speech at what he has said, what he has done. And now it looks inconsistent. It looks bad. And that really hurts the trust. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Very good. And, you know, looking for the truth, I think, is very, uh, very uh, important. And uh, it's a mixed bag, though. I was complaining a minute ago that, you know, the opposition always uses uh, the terminology of those who promote the truth. And yet at times, and uh, I think ultimately, 
people end up uh, di uh, dispelling them. They, they, they can recognize it. I've had a lot of young people especially, it seems like they, their uh, willingness to challenge is a little more so than the people who have learned to live with the government. But uh, they, they, uh, the people will challenge you and it will be that they just quit believing them. But the one thing is, is once uh, once they've been deceived and they uh, <coughs> and and then you discover it was all a bunch of lies. That was the reason during COVID, uh, one of the best arguments Daniel and I would use, and uh, and that would be that when we found out the champion of lockdown and masks and all the nonsense that people were starting to wake up and then uh, then realize uh, you know, you know and started to realize it wasn't uh, telling the truth. But if you could take an individual who were the greatest champions of lockdown you know and i think this probably eventually happened to dr fauci <laughs> you know he was the biggest promoter and now i don't think his uh he, had, he hasn't discovered this yet but now i believe his credibility and respect has dwindled i don't think you can recover once the people catch on to what's happening the other thing that i think is so important is the words we use now i couch one word and it's, it's a matter it's not a, a, a deceiving but it, it, it's, a, it's a matter of sounding. I, I don't call everybody a fascist or everybody's a communist and this sort of thing, even though philosophically they may well be on the verge of that. But if you're talking to a large crowd, especially to progressives, and they want to uh, uh, understand what we're talking about, I think it's perfectly all right to use a word that says the same thing, but it doesn't sound quite as tough and mean. And that is, I think it's a, what we're dealing with is corporatism. You know, the corporations have learned to use the government, and that's more or less what we're talking about here today, how the corporations can use the environment, medicine, and all these other things. But it comes, it comes together. It's not uh, Mussolini, and it's not Hitler, uh, but the whole thing is, is some of those very vicious regimes have morphed into something much more tough and they have, have to, uh, you know, use armed force because eventually the people, uh, the people will resist. They feel like if the government doesn't change, we will resist. And we saw that, uh, and I think in a healthy sort of way, when the people started resisting against the rules on COVID. So, uh, but, but corporatism, as far as I'm concerned, is very, very dangerous because it's used to uh, introduce people, you know, to uh, uh, fascism. But uh, I think that uh, fascism has been around a long, long time. And, uh, you know, what we, what we see happening in our World Economic Forum, uh, it's, it's just a matter of revamping or reinstituting those ideas again, changing the word, and then they want to call it something really fancy, you know, a new world order. They're going to take care of us, deceive the people. But I think there's only one answer we can offer, and that's to seek out, in a very honest way, the best ability to understand what truth really is and, and use it. I think that time will tell. It'll be the most credible argument, not the, not the violence that occurs, because the other side, unfortunately, the more they feel like they're under attack and losing the fight, the more violent they will become. We have to be prepared for that. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.